0: Um. Hello and welcome to the Sojourner Podcast. Um. I hope that you are well. I trust that you are well and you are still keeping the faith. Um, my name is Stanley Kabuka. Welcome to today's podcast where we are going to talk a little bit about sexual purity. And I'm going to share also my experience uh, concerning this very um, important topic. And um, I'm going to start uh, by re- reading uh, scripture from James chapter 1. Verse 13, sorry, James chapter 1, verse 13, all the way to 15. Yeah, and I will read this is what the word of the Lord says. And remember, when you are being tempted, do not say, God is tempting me. God is never tempted to do wrong, and he never tempts anyone else. Temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag, drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions, and when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. And so that is a scripture from uh, the book of James, chapter 1, from verse 13 all the way to 15. It talks about temptation, and what stands out for me is verse 14, uh, which uh, puts it plainly that temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. And so our desires are at the core of it. Our desires are the core of it when we, talking about the topic on sexual purity and the reason why i the reason why i i called or named this epi, this um particular episode elephant in the room it's because I personally think that sexual purity is something that is uh at most times shelved at most times it is shelved in our church gatherings and such kind of places where I think we ought to be vulnerable to one another and um, and speak about our struggles openly. And so I would begin with my struggle with pornography and um, just how it graduated from seemingly innocent photos on WarpTrick, those who know Trick, to hardcore videos on my phone and movies, etc. And yeah, so um, my struggle with pornography actually started when I was in class 7 um, I I used to download a lot of games on WarpTrick on WarpDam and um, there used to be a place where um, there were photos so it started with those uh, very seemingly I using the word seemingly innocent photos on warptree so after what after um, oh, viewing a lot of those photos um, i I ended up watching a lot of sensual movies um that were not that really pornographic in nature but they are very sensual you know um and that uh led to that one led to um to 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 now other movies that were that had pornographic scenes I remember we used to see, um, with a certain guy, um, I think he was in his twenties, something there. And he had a lot of, um, a lot of movies. And, and because at that time I, I had a lot of free time. I, I, I was in, in, uh, my last year in primary school. So I had a, a lot of time. And so I would go to his place, um, get the movies and, and most of his movies were, um, were very explicit explicit sorry sexually and he also had uh, pornographic uh, movies which i ended up uh, consuming and this one led to another thing which was downloading of pornographic uh, videos on my phone that is my last year of primary school i was downloading uh, pornographic pornographic videos and no nobody knew about this and And what this does, what this did for me is that um, I used to download the videos, I watch the videos, then I delete the videos. You know, um, you are, you feel like you need to watch it and after you watch it, you feel very dirty and very filthy. And so that was uh, my last year in primary school. Then came to high school, um, because I went to a boarding school, I did not have that much free time um so when i came back home what uh led to another outpour of this uh, uh struggle with pornography was the, the the series that we watched and i think most of them have this uh, uh sexual scenes and so i ended up watching a lot of series that have this sexual uh explicit explicit scenes and that just aggravated my struggle with pornography so this lasted and up until uh, some point when I was uh, in high school and even afterwards because uh, I remember still struggling with uh, some of those movies Um, and 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 thing is I was born again. I got born again when I was in form two in high school. And so I was struggling with pornography, um my even with my uh my giving uh my life to Christ, even with my salvation notwithstanding. And so this goes to tell tell you that you could be saved, you could be um you could have given your life to Christ, but yet you're still struggling with some of these issues. So that was my story. It began very innocent photos, seemingly seemingly innocent photos on uh, on Warp Trick, and it led to watching very very uh, very very uh pornographic uh content on on movies and series, and also um downloading them on my, on my phone. And that's how I got myself into that rut called pornography. Um, I thank God that um he delivered me from that, and I'm very excited to share with you um today's uh learning or whatever I was able to just uh conjure up to share with you concerning the same that I may be able to uh help someone out there who is going through the same thing and just to say that uh our struggle with pornography um it affects a lot of a lot of men also women i think um three in every five men could be having a struggle with this i i think i think from my own from my my own standpoint that could be a possibility but even it affects women nowadays it's not just uh the men who are caught up in this rut even women are nowadays so that's basically my story. That I have been there, and it's not a good place for you to be. But there is hope. You can be delivered from it, and yeah, and you live a pure life, a pure life that we have been called to do. The Bible, in so many uh, places, we are reminded to live a holy life. We are reminded, reminded to uh, flee from sexual sin because it was against our soul, and therefore we've been called to live a holy life. We have been called to. To live a life that is worthy of the calling, the holy calling that with which we have been called, we have been called to. And so, yeah, that uh, was my struggle with pornography. Um, but the most interesting thing that it, it did not lead to masturbation, which uh, because the two go hand in hand, you know, you start watching pornographic images, and they lead to masturbating, which did not happen. And I thank God for who I am today. I thank God for for that experience um that I I was able to be delivered from it and up to now I do not entertain anything sensual not just the pornographic part of it but anything sensual. Uh, so that being said, uh, let us talk about a little bit about uh about sexual purity. Let us talk a little bit about lust, our desires because our desires, like I said, are the core, are the core of it, you know. Uh, so let us look at what funds what fans the flame, what funds the flame of lust. So um, the the flame of lust is largely and predominantly ignited by by what the mind is fed. The, the the flame of lust is largely and predominantly ignited by what the mind is fed. You see, lust, with its various forms, is contingent upon. The contents of the mind and so our desires the lustful desires that we have are coming from what we feed our minds with we have to be very very careful with the contents that are in our mind because that is what finds this flame of lust what we feed our minds is very very essential it's very very significant that's why romans 12 and 2 reminds us it tells us do not be conformed to the patterns. Do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, the renewing of your mind, that you may prove that which is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. And and, and our minds need to be consistently renewed, renovated, and rejuvenated by God's word. Our minds need to be consistently renewed, renovated and rejuvenated by God's word as Romans chapter 12 verse 2 reminds us it's very very important for us to to filter what comes into our minds and and our minds were meant for greater things they were meant for heavenly and divine and not just the corruptible physical uh, physical goodies that we see here on earth Colossians chapter 3 verse 2 says That set your mind on the things that are above, not on the things that are on the earth. Set your mind on the things that are above, not on the things that are on the earth. Romans chapter 8 verse 7 tells us, Because the mind set on the flesh is hostile towards God, for it is not subject to God's law, neither indeed can it be. So we see what a mind that is set on the flesh is. It is hostile towards God. And it's not subject to God's law, neither indeed can it be. And therefore a carnal mind a carnal mind is, is rife with lust. So in a nutshell, what I'm trying to say is that my desires and my lust it emanates from my thoughts, and that is the contents of my mind, and my thoughts are born out of what I consume and so my desire and this last it comes from my thoughts it comes from the contents of my mind in my mind and these thoughts and the contents of my mind they are coming from what i consume what do i what do i consume what is it that goes to my mind and we're going to look at what is it that uh, comes uh, to our mind you're going to look at something we call the re- recipe for disaster you know our minds are fed by the viewing the listening the reading and the company we keep our minds are fed by the viewing the listening the reading and the company we keep let's uh, let us look at the viewing you see so it begins with indulging with movies and television series with mild sensual sins you see the the subtle nudity that we dismiss as inconsequ- inconsequential. But boy, does it wreak havoc in our minds, you see. The movies and television series that we have, and they have mild sensual scenes. And I know we dismiss this, you know, as being trivial, you know. We, we often say that uh, when those uh, uh parts come up, we will forward them and stuff like that but they have very, very dire repercussions on us. Very, very dire repercussions on us. They remain in our minds. We are feeding our minds. We are feeding our minds with sensual sins. The subtle nudity, the subtle nudity, we we cannot entertain that. And so our viewing affects a lot affects a lot our our viewing the, the the viewing that we consume the viewing that we we take into our minds you know the the sensual the scene that the movie series that we watch you know the programs that we watch they really affect our minds and number two is the listening and there is power in music you know david played the harp and it sent the evil spirit away from Saul. see most of the top assi- Artists we uh, celebrate, they propagate a lustful spirit in their music, their videos, and lifestyle. So, the music that we listen to, what message, what spirit is it propagating? And most of the music that we listen to, they propagate a lustful spirit. And it does not, uh, it's not rocket science. Uh, why I am struggling with lust is because of the music that I'm consuming. You know, I, 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 I struggled with secular music until my last year of high school. I was struggling with secular music. It had a very firm grip on me. But I thank God that I finally um, got delivered from it. And I'm no longer held by it. And so we have to, see whatever that we are listening to because it has very profound effects on our minds and thirdly is the reading you know words create images see the erotic literature will ensure your fault is actualized see the 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 the, the stuff that we read the books that we read you know they create images in our in our heads you know and they remain there for awful lot of time and so We have to be very careful of whatever that we are reading. Because if we are reading erotic literature, then it sure will damage our minds. It will damage our minds. You know, We will be lasting for every evil thing that we see. And then we start asking ourselves, what is wrong with me? It's what we are reading. It's what we are feeding our minds with. And lastly, the company that we keep, And First Corinthians, sorry, Corinthians, chapter fifteen, verse thirteen. It's very clear about this. It says, "Bad company corrupts good morals. Company that that cracks sensual jokes. Um, sorry, let me take 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 it again. You see, company that cracks sensual jokes, it ignites the flame of lust. And so we have to be very careful about our company you have to be very careful about the people that we we associate with the people that we are around around with are they the people that um that help us to live a holy life or are they people that um that help to ignite the flame of lust in us and so company is another um it's another is another avenue that uh, we get to feed our minds with so just a recap of it. Um, our minds are fed by the viewing, the listening and the reading and the company that we keep. If we view um, a movies and television series and, uh, and programs that propagate uh, nudity and, and, and sensual scenes and pornography, then be sure that your mind will be corrupted and that will lead you to lust. If we are listening to music that propagates A lustful spirit then be sure that um, uh, that lust will have a firm grip on you Uh, if whatever that you are reading is erotic in nature then your fall will be actualized and lastly the company that we keep you know bad company corrupts good morals so if the company that you keep is the one that that pushes pushes you uh sorry towards um uh that place where you you entertain last you entertain um the last of the flesh then 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 that is a a place for you to check out and uh this battle against lust is not just a physical battle it has very dire spiritual implications. So it is not just a physical battle; far from it, um, it is very spiritual. You know, um, some of the symptoms of 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 a believer who is suffering from who is under the grip of this could be um, prayerlessness. You you're not pray as much as you should. We are, we, are, we are told to pray at all times with all kinds of prayer. And so we have prayerlessness. We have irritability to the word of God. I remember with my struggle, um, when I look back, you know, in hindsight, I, I wasn't really anchored in the word of the Lord. And so my struggle continued and continued. Uh, and thirdly, desire to just give in and give up. You have the the, the desire to give in and give up. Then there is an overwhelming desire to watch sensual movies and media. So there is this desire for you to watch those kind of music um, that um, have sins that satisfy and gratify the flesh. And uh, and lastly is the avoidance of the church and fellowship groups. the church and fellowship groups provide an avenue for us to be vulnerable, for us to just speak about our troubles. You know, uh, James uh, James chapter 5 tells us to, uh, to confess our sins to one another, to pray for each other that we may be healed. And therefore, it's a place for us to be vulnerable, a place for us to to openly confess our sins to one another and to pray for one another. And so this battle, in as much as, as um, it is contingent upon what we feed our minds with, it is very, very much spiritual. It is not just a physical battle. you know. Because when you are caught up in lust, you, you, you very, very rarely pray. Um, you are not rooted in the word of God. You have a desire to just give up there is an overwhelming desire to watch sensual movies and media then there you 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 rarely uh, attend church or have fellowship groups or have accountability partners who are able to to lead you in the right way and so it is very spiritual in nature this battle that we are facing remember uh, that uh, that our, our 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 warfare is not against flesh and blood you know even our we- we- weapons of warfare are not carnal, and, and therefore it's uh, also a very spiritual battle that we face. And there is a prime example of um, of what lust is able to do and what it looks like, and we get this from Second Samuel chapter thirteen. Second Samuel chapter th- uh, uh, chapter thirteen. Uh, it talks about Amnon and Tamar and what ensued between the two of them and allow me read for you as even we come to a close of this uh, uh, first part of this um, episode and it says in the course of time Amnon son of David fell in love with Tamar the beautiful sister of, of Absalom son of David Amnon became frustrated to the point of illness on account of his sister Tamar, for she was a virgin and it seemed impossible for him to do anything to her. Now Amnon had a friend named Jonadab, son of Shimea, David's brother. Jonadab was a very shrewd man. He asked Amnon, why do you, the king's son, look so haggard morning after morning, won't you tell me? Amnon said to him, I'm in love with Tamar, my my brother Absalom's sister. Go to bed and pretend to be ill, Jonadab said. When your father comes to see you, say to him, I would like my sister Tamar to come and give me something to eat. Let her prepare the food in my sight so that I may watch her and then eat it from my hand. So Amnon lay down and pretended to be ill. When the king came to see him, Amnon said to him, I would like my sister Tamar to come and make some special bread in my sight so that I may eat from her hand. So David sent word to Tamar at the palace. Go to the house of your brother Amnon and prepare some food for him. So Tamar went to the house of her brother Amnon who was lying down. She took some dough, kneaded it, made the bread in his sight and baked it. Then she took the pan and served him the bread but he refused to eat. Send everyone out of here," Amnon said. So everyone left, left him. Then Amnon said to Tamar, "Bring the food here into my bedroom, so that I may eat from your hand." And Tamar took the bread she had prepared and brought it to her brother Amnon in his bedroom. But when she took it to him to eat, he grabbed her hand and said, "Come to bed with me, my sister." "Don't, my brother," she said to him. Don't force me. Such a thing should not be done in Israel. Don't do this wicked thing. What about me? Where could I get rid of my disgrace? And what about you? You would be like one of the wicked fools in Israel. Please speak to the king. He will not keep me from being married to you. But he refused to listen to her, and since he was stronger than she, he raped her. Then Amnon hated her with intense hatred. In fact, he hated her more than he had loved her. Amnon said to her, get up and get out. No, she said to him, sending me away would be a greater wrong than what you have already done to me. But he refused to listen to her. He called his personal servant and said, get this woman out of here and bolt the door after her. So his servant put her out and bolted the door after her, she was wearing a richly ornamented robe, for this was the kind of garment the virgin daughters of the king wore. Tamar put ashes on her head and tore the ornamented robe she was wearing. She put her hand on her head and went away, weeping aloud as she went. And her brother Absalom said to her, Has that Amnon, your brother, been with you? Be quiet now, my sister, he is your brother. Don't take this thing to heart. And Tamar lived in her brother Absalom, Absalom's house, a desolate woman. When King David heard all this, he was furious. Absalom never said a word to Amnon, either good or bad. He hated Amnon because he had disgraced his sister Tamar. And that is is Second Samuel chapter, chapter 13 all the way from verse 1 all the way to 22. So it depicts for us a story about Amnon and Tamar and what lust is able to do. We are told in verse 15 that Amnon hated her with intense hatred. In fact, he hated her more than he had loved her. So we get to see a picture of lust, what lust is very uh, capable of doing. Um, And Lasts. Just three takeaways. You see, lust is very hasty. It's not patient, you know. It cannot wait, you know. It ha—it wants to be, its desires to be fulfilled right and right away. And so, lust is very hasty. And lust is fel- selfish. It just thinks about self-gratification, about uh, me, myself, and I. So, Amnon, led by his lust, was only thinking about gratifying his desires at the expense of her sister. So it's very egocentric. It does not think about anyone else. And last is very dece- deceitful. Um, it is shrouded with lies, you know. So Amnon had to uh, had to hatch up a plan, which was a lie, uh, for for him to have a chance to uh, to, dis- to disgrace her sister. And so therefore, last is deceitful. It is a lie. It is shrouded with lies, and so that is what we uh, we can see from that story and what lies is able to do. And, and 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 you and you get to see that actually Absalom, Thomas' brother, went ahead to kill Amnon, and Absalom um, went ahead to uh, to manage a coup against his father David. And stuff like that, so you see what uh, um, last actually, what kind of ripple effect it can have on, on just not ourselves, but also those around us and those that we love. And lastly, our struggle with lust, our struggle with pornography, masturbation, and homosexuality, you can be traced back to, um, to our relationship with Christ. You know. You know, if we are really struggling with lust, you know. You know, it paints a very um battered and dire picture of a, of my relationship with Christ. You see, if I have a thriving relationship with Christ, um I, I study the word, you know, I'm with the believers, you know, um being vulnerable to them, you, you get then I, I I may really not be caught up in this that much you know but if my uh, relationship with christ is not um is not good it's not uh, a thriving relationship with him i do not study the word you know i avoid uh fellowships i avoid uh gatherings where we are to be vulnerable to one another then that is a very uh Good ground for last to prevail, for last to to grow up, and therefore we ought to check our relationship with Christ. We ought to go back to our relationship with Christ to see where where we are. And um, as I, I, I as I finish um, the some of the some if most of i'm sorry some of the or the points that i've been able to share with you are from a book called last and the city by ernest homeboy and i have a, a free ebook copy if anyone of you um wishes to read the book you can just uh can just holler at me and i will uh be able to share with you the book um yeah so thank you very much for listening and um uh, See you in the next the part 2 of this where I'll be sharing the remedy to what are we uh, what are we supposed to do what can we do for us to get out of this rut the remedy of of this so keep safe and I'll uh, see you in the next episode